Have you ever wanted to become a podcaster and just don't know how to get started? Let me give you a hint. Anchor. Yes, use Anchor. They have the tools to help you from music beds to music sounders to recording your podcast. And Anchor will take your podcast and distribute it to different podcast platforms too. All you have to do is set up an Anchor account and then you just get started podcasting. And did I tell you it's free? Check out Anchor. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. After all, they're just wrestling, right? Woo! We'll break your bones! We'll grind you into pudding! We'll turn your faces off! I'm feeling such an odd mixture of pride and mortal terror! It's time to take out the trash on Turnbuckle Trash. Oh, all right, but this is for informational purposes only. Now, Chris, if you'll just uh, bear with me real quick, I have the quote here from his uh, tweet earlier on this Friday afternoon. Uh, This is uh, from Vincent McMahon's statement about uh, him retiring. Uh, Here we go. As I approach 77 years old, I feel it's time for me to retire as chairman and CEO of the WWE. Throughout the years, it's been a privilege to help WWE bring you joy, inspire you, thrill you, surprise you, and will always entertain you. I would like to thank my family for mightily contributing to our success, and I'd also like to thank all of our past and present superstars and the employees for their dedication and passion for our brand. Most importantly, I'd like to thank our fans for allowing us into your home every week and being your choice of entertainment. I hold the deepest appreciation and admiration to those who have liked, currently like, and sometimes even love our form of sports entertainment. Our global audience can take comfort in knowing the WWE will continue to entertain you with the same fervor, dedication, and passion. And as always, I am extremely confident in our continued success of the WWE and leave our company in the capable hands of an extraordinary group of superstars, employees, and executives. In particular, both Chairwoman and CEO Stephanie McMahon, CEO Nick Kahn, and the majority shareholder, I will continue to support WWE any way I can. My personal thanks to our community and business partners, shareholders, and board of directors for their guidance and support throughout the years, then, now, forever, together. That's the quote from Vincent Kennedy McMahon uh, from his retirement on Friday afternoon. Earlier tonight, my father, Vince McMahon, retired from WWE. This is the, the company that he created, that he founded, and he wanted to make sure in his retirement that he thanked all of you. He thanked the WWE Universe. You guys are, you're jumping me. I'm, tra- I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. <laughs> and that's all of you out here. That's everybody in the back. That is all of our crew. That's everyone who hangs the rigging. It's everyone who designs all of the graphics. It's even Pat McAfee and I guess Michael Cole. 
WWE Universe, and we are eternally grateful for all of you. But since Vince had the opportunity to thank us, I think this is the moment that we take to thank him. So now we're going to do it together, right? Thank you, Vince. Thank you. Welcome to Turnbuckle Trash. We've got a great show for you today. We'll be talking to my partners, Zane Peterson and James Christopher Evans. We'll talk about the, the retirement of Vincent Kennedy McMahon, along with uh, some of the uh, possible outcomes from the retirement of the chairman of the WWE, Mr. McMahon. Also, uh, we'll be talking news from AEW, a little bit of Impact, ROH, and more, and another special guest, a guy who was on my other podcast called Radio Guy Reflections, a guy who worked in radio for 11 years, but is also a big wrestling fan. His name is Jim Valentine. It's all coming up because we love professional wrestling, and this is Turnbuckle Trash. This is Turnbuckle Trash. Oh, it's a beautiful day here in Salisbury, North Carolina. The birds are chirping. The sun is out. And my cat doesn't know whether it wants to be a, a carpet or it wants to be a bearskin rug. So we'll figure this out later. Let's figure <laughs> out what's going on with Turnbuckle Trash. Man, there is so much going on in the world of professional wrestling. Now, we're recording this on Friday afternoon. And right before we started recording, the internet went bonkers. Because the biggest news of, I would say, news of the year has to be the retirement of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. That is true. Can you believe it? At the age it of 77. Official. Yeah. Well, we said this needed to happen. We also said that it needed to, if the WWE really wanted to, you know, bring out the, the, the best of wrestling this man had to go 
because it was starting to get bad. So it well, was with, getting really bad, and I'm glad he's gone. Yeah, I, I think with the recent uh, scandal, the uh, the payment scandal, the last I heard, uh, trying to keep uh, women quiet for his sexual indiscretions was up to $14 million, the last I had read on the Internet. And, of course, when it's on the Internet, it's got to be true, right? Yeah, right. But anyway, we know it was a lot of money, to say that. So it looks like uh, the man who brought wrestling back is gone. Does that make sense, Chris? Well, it makes perfect sense. It's not like he was going to miss the money. The man's a multi-billionaire. But now that this scandal has come out, it's basically ruined him. But, I mean, he's gone. So now let's see who takes over. When Vince took over the business and how he changed professional wrestling, uh, when he took it national instead of the territories, everyone was going, why? Can't, what is he doing? Can, can this work? Well, it worked. And to the detriment of some aspects of professional wrestling, I I think we're just starting to see the independents and more regional little smaller companies starting to make more inroads of the last couple of years uh, since that happened back in the 80s. And then that big thing that he did called WrestleMania, which was the forefront of what happened with uh, pay-per-views on cable TV. And then you talk about another big change that he was right there on on the edge, and he was the cutting edge of doing streaming services with the WWE Network. And now we've got streaming services everywhere. WWE Network is now part of the Peacock Network. Vince McMahon influenced more than just professional wrestling. And for that, uh, you know, i got to say the man is right up there as far as pop culture icons of the last uh, half century. I, I just, I'm amazed by what he has accomplished during his lifetime. He put wrestling back on the map, but he also did a lot of things that, you know, he ruined wrestling a little bit. But, I mean, look at it. He went out and bought WCW, went out and bought half of the, the territories. And then it was just one right after the other. And then, I mean, it was bound to happen. I mean, when you become really big, Sometimes you're going to fall very hard, and now he has fallen. And let's see how far the rabbit hole goes. I mean, he's he, he's been accused of a lot of things during his career, the steroids mm-hmm. investigation, and then there's always been this this backstory about his sexuality and what he's done to performers backstage and how he has treated people over the past. Now, I'm going to say this about Vincent Kennedy McMahon. uh, Because uh, there's such a controversy around this gentleman, uh, because there are a lot of people that hate him. But he's also done some things when he has done it for business, when he fires people or lets them go for whatever reason, he brings them back when it's good for business. And you remember when... They were doing everything's good for business with the authority, if it's good for mm-hmm. business. But he brought back performers that he had let go that I never thought would set foot in a WWE ring again. One, Brett the Hitman Hart. Another, Bruno San Martino. But he mm-hmm. brought them back because it was good for wrestling as a whole. So I will give him credit for that. Now, Chris, your wow. feelings. 
I think that he had that was a very well put little speech that he gave. I, I have no problem with it. You should have retired a long time ago before the ship was going down. Uh, but you know what? We all knew it was going to happen, and I'm glad that he's going to ride off into the sunset. Let's see what the WWE is going to be now that he's gone. Mm-hmm. Or oh, but you know, but you know as well as I do, he's still going to be behind the scenes like the Wizard of Oz, the man behind the curtain. And he'll still, they'll still be going to him about things. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But what is your opinion? Well, you know, you, I think you put that very well. I mean, it's such a family business. You know, Stephanie, mm-hmm. his his daughter uh, being the, the chairwoman and CEO now. And then uh, Triple H, Paul, has uh, taken over uh, his role again in the WWE, and especially with NXT. But can you have a family gathering without Daddy saying, well, you know, you really shouldn't do this. Let's do it this way. Well, he still be getting payments under the table. Uh, there's a lot of things that are going to have to wash out over the next years. And does this mean the WWE might finally be up for sale? There's been a lot of rumors over the years about the WWE being purchased by some other conglomerate, including Disney, which I just don't think it fits with the Disney plan. But anyway, it, that, will never, a, it'll, it would never fit with the Disney plan. And, and now that they're taking the Raw back to TV 14, uh, going off of the PG error, we, we don't know if that's actually going to happen or not. I don't think it will. Um, I, I don't see Disney buying something like that. It just doesn't fit Disney. I can't see Mickey Mouse ears on everybody while someone's getting their head busted open with a chair. Yeah. <laughs> so no, um, no, I just don't, I don't, I don't see it. I just don't see it, but you never know if they, stranger things can happen. Um, we'll just have to see what the future holds for the WWE and let's see how far this rabbit hole goes down for Vincent Mann. I mean, even Nia Jax is starting to come out and say things. A lot of people are coming out to say things. Yeah. I mean, so it's no telling what's going to happen. I think it's probably going to be, this is going to be the death of Vince, literally, physically, and financially. Probably. Yeah, you know, I think the thing with uh, the investigation by the the board of directors, what this is going to be going with now, will there be any repercussions, whether it's criminal or whether it's, you know, going back to court uh, for legal actions, you know, suing uh, for reparations or whatever it's going to be. I think that's going to be – that's going to be fought out for, for quite a while. So, you know, keep your eyes and, and, and your, your ears open for that. And uh, then oh, yeah. just remember anything that you read on the internet, you got to kind of take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. When I sent out the information, I checked like five different sources, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because you, you just never know what people are going to be saying about Vince uh, at the time. We'll have more with uh, Chris coming up in just a little bit, but we're going to take a break and we're going to talk to Zane Peterson and we're going to talk more about Vince and other news with Zane Peterson up next and still to come, Jim Valentine, who is a radio guy talking professional wrestling. It's all coming up on this edition of Turnbuckle Trash. 
Always one of my favorite times of the year when I get to talk to St. Peterson. I should say favorite times of the week or month, not year, because I talk to you more than once a year. St. Peterson, how you doing, man? Well, it seems like it's been a year. It does seem like a long time. You know, I think it was back in you know, June, Dave, I think the first part of June. You know, Dave, I, uh-huh. I could tell you one thing. Being your own boss, man, I am busier than a termite in a sawmill, man. <laughs> I mean, it's just I'm just going crazy. It's, uh, man, it's busy. I got I, I just I just can't can't stay on top of it. Well, that's I, I got to make that decision, Dave. Do I do I go big or do I stay small? What do I do, Dave? Get your crystal ball out. Hurry. Well, I'm a big guy. No, I don't. I have no, no. idea about your business, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know Dave, nothing about your You're business. You're supposed to know these things. Yeah, You're supposed to know everything. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll get busy enough that you'll say, I have to hire an apprentice or somebody. Yes. And, of course, when you have the apprentice, you can always say, you're You're fired. fired. You're you're fired. Yeah, fired. You're you're fired. Well, speaking of you're fired, and, of course, you know, the the apprentice was a Donald Trump show. And I know people are saying, oh, they're talking about him. Uh, but also it was oh. tied into Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and Vince has made some big news this week. Yeah, yeah. You what, remember, what does he have to do with it? I don't know. There's something about some WrestleMania match, a hair versus hair match, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But I think it was that Apprentice stuff. Thought, you know, that's the that's the only reason why I voted for Trump. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> because he was but in the wrestling help. ring. <laughs> Remember when he when he when he freaking tackled Vince and sort of hit him? <laughs> oh, oh. That's great, dude! Boy, don't we wish we could do politics that way anymore? You know? <laughs> oh, Put you ever see those ring. guys in like Euro- those guys in European Parliament? They're always like screaming and yelling at each oh. other and like fights and stuff. Mm-hmm. Always. Remember a couple of years so. ago? I think when it's, when President Trump was still in office. Uh, there was a, a an independent wrestler, and I think he was in the eastern part of Kentucky. It was one of the small indies. But he was making nationwide news because his character was an extremely liberal uh, character in, quote, conservative country. And he would make all kinds of – he'd get these rednecks out there just all kinds of mad. And it made nationwide news. We even talked about it on the, on the Turnbuckle Trash podcast. We know uh, anyway. M.K. Bandit, you know, it, it, he he had that special federal, uh, what, what was his official yeah. title with the uh, Trump administration? The, the federal director of athletic competition overseeing all sports <laughs> entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and M.K., I remember him telling me that was Tommy Dreamer's idea that gave him that for that yeah, when that he, was- when he that when was awesome. There. I loved it. I that loved it. That was a it. great gimmick. Yeah, that it was. was a great gimmick. I don't know if you're aware of yeah. this, and we talk about it with Chris, uh, but uh, one of the people that's been on the bon- uh, podcast with us, Bonesaw, William Cutting, has been approved to get back into the ring. It just happened this Already? past week. Yes. 
after his next surgery, wow. he's been approved. So that's fantastic because they told him a year, and it's been seven months. Yeah, so it has been. That's a great, great job, man. Good yeah. for him. Uh, from uh, DCW, wow. and of course, we'll talk more about DCW in a little bit. But uh, as as a shareholder, I wanted to get your uh, your thoughts. I always do this because you are a shareholder of WWE. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I got a dividend uh, this month, dude. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. WWE pays dividends, man. Do you want to know how much I got? How much did you get in your dividend from WWE, Mr. <laughs> Shareholder? Because you own shares of WWE on 614, you received a dividend payment of 36 cents. Boom! Yahoo! Kaching Bubba. Yeah, me and Shane O'Mac. Here <laughs> comes the money. Dude, you're rich. But on Friday afternoon, this was really strange because I recorded with Chris on Friday afternoon. And right before we started recording, I mean, I happened to get online and I saw something from Sportskedia that said Vince McMahon retires. Well, I I thought it was a joke. When I see something like that, I want to see it from more than one source. Especially when it goes with professional wrestling. Because there's so many people out there that will start rumors or they're just trolling for information or trolling to you know get reaction. So I started looking it up and man, everybody, CBS, ESPN, Sportskedia, Bleacher Report, were all running stories about Vince McMahon retiring. And then on Friday night, daughter Stephanie, uh, before SmackDown, actually made the announcement, a short announcement, which you will hear in a little bit here on Turnbuckle Trash. You, as a short shareholder of the WWE, making that whopping $0.36, cents, I want to know your reaction to Vince retiring. I don't know. You know, it's like almost like a bittersweet. Like, we talk so much crap about Vince and, like, love to hate him so bad. But then it's like, he's gone. What do we do now? Who are we going to hate now? Who are we going to love to hate now? Who are we going to piss and moan about now? Tony Khan. Does well, he make people mad? <laughs> he already does. So, but honestly, I, I want you to I want you to start thinking about this: the influence that Vince McMahon had on professional wrestling, and not only professional wrestling. He has been right at the forefront for a seventy-seven-year-old man. He's still making news in pop culture, and I. Oh, dude, for sure. Yeah. Still looks freaking stacked, man. Yeah, he does. He's tougher than nails. Yeah, he still he still uh, works out. He, he's a workaholic. We've talked about that. I, I just think about everything he's done. Of course, you know, he changed the face of professional wrestling uh, when he started buying out the territories. There's good aspects of that and also bad aspects of that. He brought us Hulkamanian, Hulk Hogan, and all that. And then there was... Of course, WrestleMania, one of the first very successful pay-per-views. I mean, we're talking ultra-successful pay-per-views. He put all in on that. If it hadn't worked, we'd have never heard from him again because he bet the farm on pay-per-view. So let's rewind for a minute um, since we're talking about Vince. So, Mr. And I know, you know, see, you're an old-timer. you got your big white beard and everything. That's right, baby. You know? I'm 65-year-old. Um, so was it Vince's dad that started everything? Yes. Uh, Vince Sr., uh, start, he, he, bought, he got the promotion going in the Northeast Territory. That was Madison Square Garden 
and all that. Uh, the WWFF, and I think there was even a name before that, and I just can't place it what it was. And Vince McMahon Jr., Vincent Kennedy McMahon, is actually an adopted son of Vince McMahon Sr. I think a lot really? of people forget that they that he was adopted. And he, he started working for his dad, and he started, you know, doing the little things. He was doing production. He actually, you know, uh, he helped build the ring. He was doing everything that a beginning wrestler would. Then they put him on the microphone a little bit, and it was one of those things, you have to do this. He wasn't trained to do that, did a great job. And then he started working on promotions a little bit. And, and then when his father started to uh, want to wind down, he actually bought his father out. And that's when he started uh, trying to make it national. It was his thought to take the WWF, that you had your old boys club there, you had the St. Louis promotion, you had Memphis, uh, you had uh, the Mid-South promotion, you had Dallas, you had promotion in St. Louis that was very popular, the AWA. Every major city had a promotion, and that was their territory. Now, the AWA was very pro- prevalent in Utah, where you uh, you grew up at, at the time. Mm-hmm. And you started getting mm-hmm. into wrestling about the time when the territory started going away. But the AWA was very prevalent in Utah and mainly in the West. You had a very successful promotion in San Francisco, uh, I think one in L.A., uh, Hawaii, of course, which uh, was Peter Maivia and the Maivia family, and then Portland had a very successful um. promotion too. But all these started slowly going away uh, as uh, Vince started buying them, or Crockett Sports started buying a few of them. And there was even a point where Vince bought uh, a promotion and Vince's programming was on WTBS, and then he was bought out by Jim Crockett Promotions. And then Jim Crockett wow. went to the WCW, and you know, then you, a little bit later on, you started getting uh, the Monday Night Wars and all that. But it was Vince Kennedy McMahon. Uh, he was the one that started getting rid of all the, the smaller promotions and buying up Florida and buying up the AWA eventually buying out uh, uh, Jerry and Jeff Jarrett in, in Memphis and, and you know working with them a little bit more. He, he used them as a training territory for a while. But, uh, you know, of course, there's a lot of bad blood between the AWA and Vern and, and Vince and, and, and all that. But whether or not you think that was a good move or not, you can't say it wasn't a bold move for Vince to take wrestling from uh, smaller promotions and then making it more of a nationwide and now a worldwide promotion with the WWF. Then goes to the WWE because the WWF was sued by the World Wildlife Fund. That makes sense? Yeah, get the get the F out. Yeah, get the F <laughs> I remember that. That was so cool. Well, dude, and uh, you know what? That was a class. That was a so funny of a move by that was That was class. They were actually playing. They were actually paying the World Wildlife Fund foundation some money to you know they're mm-hmm. paying them some royalties and mm-hmm. stuff and Vince was just like I'm done paying you guys screw off yeah. <laughs> so they're like we're gonna see you he's like <laughs> okay I'll change his name then <laughs> hey you know hey more power to him and then you think about yeah. you know he went through the steroid scandal he had successes you know with uh, the you know the wrestling but remember his bodybuilding league that he did when he brought in Lex Luger 
that tanked. Yeah. The XFL tanked. Yeah, twice. <laughs> yeah, twice. But still, it, you know, what he did when he decided to go with the uh, the streaming service, at first it was one that uh, computers, right? If, if I remember right, mm-hmm. WWE Network yeah, was just right. on the computer. And then he sold mm-hmm. it to Peacock and uh, the people from Comcast and Xfinity. They bought it, and but Vince was one of the very six, first successful ones. You remember when that when they started doing the network, and I was saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, I'd never have. I'm, I can't afford ten dollars a month." But when I started mm-hmm. putting pen and paper to it, I could actually start watching the pay per views, and mm-hmm. oh, and all this extra programming, and it made sense. And I just had this one memory from that when I bought the network, they were doing it on a promotional basis. I can't remember how many months you got for free, and then it was nine ninety nine a month. Plus, I got a free T-shirt, and it was a Sting T-shirt that I bought. Oh, how did you manage that? Because I didn't get anything like that cool. I held out. I held out, Bubba. I had to held out for the right deal yeah. because I'm a cheap SOB, you know? You think about how Vince was at the forefront through all these major changes in what happened in pop culture. Streaming services, pay-per-views, uh, worldwide promotions, using the, the rock and roll music in the entrance. And then he went to having his own uh, entrance themes that became uh, very popular. Another thing you're leaving out. What's that? Very, very successful uh, movie and film maker. Oh, they did do some some decent ones <laughs> now. The WWE Studios, are they still in... I don't. I don't remember them doing anything for a long time. I mean, you had the Marine franchise. Yeah. They did a lot of horror flicks. There was supposed to be one with Kane. That's actually yeah, and that was supposed to be very good. Uh, I mean, like it was very, very good, very well received, and I liked the Marine movies. Yeah, I thought they did. uh, Did you see that one that's on the Paramount Network, the animated one? Right now, with the it's the big dinosaurs that are pro wrestlers. No, I haven't seen that one. Uh, oh, dude, that was so freaking funny. Oh wow! Uh, Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns is one of the voices in it. And, cool. I mean, like all all the WWE guys had voices in it. Uh, but you know, the, then you start thinking about reality TV. That's where NXT began. Remember, they were doing it as a as a as kind of a, a tryout. Uh, Marty the yeah. Moth was involved with that, Martin Casals, mm-hmm. and uh, then yeah, you also yeah. had uh, Titus O'Neil with uh, his first fumble when he was trying to carry that beer keg around the ring. Then they had In Your House when they had some of the old timers, Mean Gene Okerlund, uh, and I can't remember who all was in that one where they, where a bunch mm-hmm. of the old timers lived together, and they filmed them, and uh, that was a very successful show. Uh, the Bellas uh, with the uh, uh, there are divas uh, stuff that was on A and E for years, um, and uh, uh, so they've been successful in many forms of entertainment. I mean, some of those things that failed too, and he never, you know, it was like whatever. He didn't really take. He didn't care if people like, oh, the XFL, and it's like, so what? You know, he 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 tried it. Yeah. You know, and I think that if it wasn't for the COVID stuff. This last run, 
would have been more successful. I, I but it, if if he would have if it would have been a year or two earlier or even a year or two later, I'll bet you it would have been more successful. But I, I was really sad that uh, um, you know these things that that it that it happened right during all the Corona stuff because right. it was taken off and the first couple games were really successful and they had some good numbers in the stands and then COVID happened and it just went yeah. right down the toilet. And there is going to be a new XFL coming up, but it's owned by uh, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, but yeah. they're using yeah. the XFL as part of that. Uh, so Vincent Kennedy McMahon, Mr. McMahon was not afraid to jump all in or jump in and lose a lot of money because he lost a lot of money during his career, but he also made, as they say in the business, a buttload of cash. You know, he did pretty yeah, good. He's, he's worth he's worth in the billions, right? Yes. Like, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, because that's when the whole Trump thing was battle of the billionaires. Yeah, <laughs> that was so cool. I mean. I can't remember. Uh, it was Bobby Lashley that was uh, defending uh, Mr. Trump, wasn't it? Uh, the primary match uh, was ECW World Champion Bobby Lashley representing Donald Trump defeated Ross Intercontinental Champion Unga representing Vince. Umaga, McMahon. Umaga. That's right. Yeah, and that and, was kind of a that was kind of a time where I wasn't watching a whole lot. Well, that brings up another point. I'm going to ask you about this changing from a PG, PG-13 uh, to a TV-14 for Monday Night Raw. What do you think that's going to entail? I don't know. Uh, that's a tough call because when I text – you texted me that, and I'm trying to get my thoughts straight here on how to how to say this. Because we've talked to Manny and some of these guys about that, and they don't – really want to be dropping F-bombs and this and that because he wants families to come. Right. Uh, but there is some times where they'll, you know, cut a little bit and, and make sure that it's not too over the top. But I'll tell you, I don't really care about the TV rating. What I want to see is some really good matches, some really good promos, and some really good storytelling. I don't want to see boring, same old crap, you know. So if if being TV fourteen is gonna get them to where they can actually cut a decent promo and not be held back, go for it. I'm yeah. all for it. I don't I don't understand. I don't know what the hold up or what the setback is. Uh, maybe you would know more than me of why P why TV PG. What's the versus TV fourteen? What would your what would the what would it be? I don't know what, what the difference is, I guess. I think I it's a little bit of the saltier language. Uh, and uh, a, a good case in point, a good case in point was on Monday Night Raw, uh, I think it was either last week or the week before that, here comes uh, Brock Lesnar out to cut a promo. And he says something about ass kicking. Well, you know, the okay. censors at the USA Network, they bleeped him out. It was kicking. Honestly, it, that's the way it is. I've even got, mm -hmm. I've even got it on tape, and I'm going to play it in here so you can hear it. So it is mm, kicking. But a few minutes at SummerSlam, the Tribal Hog 
is going to get a country chicken to the likes he's never seen. It's later, here comes Paul out, and he just, he starts going, If I have to train Roman Reigns to stick his hand up your ass, <laughs> what, what's the difference? The only thing I can think of is, just take, take me back here to Facebook. I got in trouble on Facebook because on Tombstone Jesus, one of his posts, I put, it sounds like that guy needs a good old-fashioned ass-whooping. And I got deemed for <laughs> ass-whooping by Facebook. You know, and I'm talking wrestling here, you know. And, and that's the only thing I can put it up to, you know. And, but why that thing with Paul and Brock, why one was censored and the other wasn't, makes no sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? And then I NXT did something similar to that. So if TV 14 allows them to get a better point across and to, but I don't want it to be stupid. You know, if they're right. going to use language and, and, and violence, do it in a manner that's, that, that goes with the flow of the story. You know, okay. to just come out and say, hey, you ass, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, get out, get out to the ring. You know, right. it's like, that's just, that's just stupid. But if they're going to use it in a way of, of, I mean, who was it we talked to? Was, was it uh, that wrestling guy that always talked about and uh, the, the bitch claws? Yeah. How many times they can get away with so think about this i'm gonna get your opinion on this i'm gonna ask you a question i know you haven't watched a lot of aew product but once they started dynamite and everything they started using saltier language then several of the words george carlin says you can't use on tv and they had bloodier matches but they also had i think more comic matches and more regular matches i thought AEW, one of the strong things they've done over the last couple of years is give a good overview of what professional wrestling is. You've got some people that like the hardcore product. You have some people that like the comedy wrestling. And some people that just like a good old Donnybrook, you know. Uh, not necessarily, you know, blood and guts and, and all that with the barbed wire and the exploding and all that. And And that's where I think AEW has done good sometimes they go overboard i'm not a big fan of the bloody matches i know some people are the blood and guts match with chris jericho and eddie kingston didn't care for it i didn't say it was a bad match i said i didn't care for it because i'm not a fan of that kind of wrestling and then the comedy wrestling which i don't think chris is big into i didn't like when orange cassidy came out because i thought it was kind of stupid well, I started getting into it, and I, I'm a big Orange Cassidy fan now. Now they're using Dan Housen, who is about five foot eight, maybe, maybe a hundred pounds, wet. I, I mean, my thigh's bigger than this dude, you know. And he comes out, and they say, well over six foot tall, 
and over 300 pounds, and here's this guy with his ribs showing, you know. Crowd goes crazy for him. I think AEW has done a really good job of mixing it up as where the WWE has done a poorer job trying to get in the mixture of types of matches that the overall uh, wrestling product is is there for. What are your thoughts? I don't really care. Uh-huh. I don't care what the t- I don't care what the the rating is on TV. Uh-huh. It, to me, it's about quality. If you're going to have a quality product, and you're going to cut promos and have quality matches that are entertaining and and keep you on the edge of your seat and and that are fun and athletic competition, I don't care what the TV rating is. If you can make a rock solid product with keep it at TVPG, then by all means, go for it. With the TVPG stuff, it got kind of corny and kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. You know, when D-Generation X came back during the TVPG era, they weren't, they were trying to be funny and they weren't edgy and, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, some people said that some people liked that actually better like Shawn Michaels said he liked that version of the gen of DX better than the previous version because I believe he was born again or something and right. he didn't want to be using the crotch um shot and things like that and so he said he really enjoyed when he came back during the TVPG era and teamed up with Triple H to do Degeneration X 2.0 or whatever you want to call it. I don't mm-hmm. know if it had really official name that it just, I think there was just DX, wasn't it? Yeah. They just called them DX. You know, that's all it was. It was so, just, it just, they were more of a comedy act than an edgier act like yeah. back in the attitude era. I will tell you that they were done when they went, you know, they supposedly disbanded. They had a, a live event in Salt Lake city the next night. And they, Shawn Michaels and Triple H came out and said, we were supposed to be done with this, but we're going to do it one last night. We, we didn't, we forgot we had this show booked or whatever. So we're going to do it one last night for you. So we got two words for you. You know, <laughs> that was kind of cool. So with your, with your son, Jackson, Jax, which, mm-hmm. which, which one is, will you feel more comfortable taking him to? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not a helicopter parent. Okay. I I don't I don't I, I Jackson's nine years old. Right. So I don't want him to be hearing f this and f that, but he's gonna hear. <laughs> I gotta tell you a story. Real okay. Quick. Side note. It's, Side it note. was you using that language, wasn't it? Uh huh. <laughs> tell me about. Uh huh. I know it was you. <laughs> he, he says, he, my my sister. Oh. So my, okay, okay. So my sister t- tells me. That their daughter Vera, and Vera's a couple years older than Jackson, and uh, Jackson was up there playing around. They were he was spending the night there, and he asks Vera, he says, "Do you and your friends ever swear? Say swear words?" <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, sometimes." He's like, "Yeah, sometimes me and my friends swear on the playground." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's like whether I don't care if if if, if he's gonna be, it's maybe it's some people might be like, oh my gosh, that's a terrible parenting. But 
I was a little bit leery about taking him to AEW, but when they came a couple years ago, I really wanted to go, but I was like, man, it might be just a little bit edgy for him. But now that he's getting a little bit older, I think I would probably take him. Well, situations like that can also be a teaching moment too, you know, Mm -hmm. because you're going to hear that language wherever you go and whether or not you are okay with it, you can tell them, you know, there are places where it might be acceptable, but there are other places where it is not acceptable to use uh, that kind of yeah, language. Exactly. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, for sure. That's a good. That's a good point. And God. I'm not gonna get all like worked up about it. It's oh, not okay. You know, it was one of the. Was it one of the UCWs or something? UCW zero. Yeah, I think we heard him say the. I think we heard him say the F word once, didn't we? Yeah, we did, and and then. I don't want to cast aspersions because I'm hearing this as third-hand information. Uh, I was waiting for a, a DCW event, and I started struck up with a conversation with a gentleman that's now on our Facebook page. And he was saying that he had taken his kids to an event at the other promotion. I will just now call him the other promotion in Salt Lake City. And there, there was a lot of very questionable things that were shown on the video board and a lot of questionable language that as if I'd have been a parent, I would have got up and walked out. There's got to be a point when you realize there are children in the audience. Kids are going to hear that at school. You know, even first, second, third graders, they're going to hear that at school. They're going to hear a lot of dads are going to be saying that, you know, but still you got to think where it's appropriate for that type of language. And that's my whole mm-hmm. thing with what is going on now in society is that we're losing that common decency of where that kind of language is appropriate. You know, I just think that we as a society need to say this is appropriate here and it might not be appropriate here and use some common sense. I know. Yeah, that's a terrible. Uh, yeah. That's a terrible thing to think. Using common sense nowadays, it, terrible. Well, that's that's <laughs> that's a hundred percent right, and 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 that goes straight into what we're talking about. Is I don't like I said. I'll, I'm sorry. I'm being a broken record, but if you can have a product, and and you know maybe you feel like you're you want to cater to children and families, and you can have a product that that doesn't say bad language and doesn't have blood and you have very good quality matches, by all means, you've got my support. Yeah. If you want to be an, an edgy product and you want to use coarse language and you want to have a quality match and you want to, you know, have that to where it fits in with your product, by all means, you've got my support. I agree. 100%. I, I, but they need to be open and upfront with it. You know, if, I'm not that type of a wrestling fan. I don't get excited about a nonsense, stupid match like that. I want to see AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. You know, those are the matches that I want to see. I want to see a good quality storytelling building match. And even if it's not going to be a good quality story building match, that's just going to be thrown at you like the AJ Styles Finn Balor match but that two professionals can pull it off in the ring and have a damn good match and tell all the story in the ring, then I think that that's just as good, if not better, 
then leading up to a pr- with promos and all that stuff. Yeah, I agree. Now, also, you and I and Chris, uh, when we first all three started doing this together, we were at the forefront of saying to the professional wrestling uh, community that the women needed to have better quality matches because we knew they could do it. And then when the women's movement started hitting, uh, you know, with Bailey and Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair, and they started more athletic competition than silliness and the brawn panty matches, we were saying they were better than that. We we like to look at beautiful women. You know, we're, we're guys, and that's what guys do. But it was demeaning to women wrestlers who wanted to entertain and not be adult entertainers. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, these, they're not, they're not, they're not entertainers. They're athletes. Exactly. And you I'll know, tell if you, if well, you saw a, a world championship swimmer in a bikini doing her, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> her, her butterfly, you'd be like, okay, uh, <laughs> you know, but, whatever, I guess that's not the place for that. Prefer perfect example on ROH last night, death before dishonor. And they had a women's match that, I'm hoping I can find just the full match on YouTube or someplace because it interested me to no end because these are two great performers that I thought could tell a great story in the ring. And I'm trying to remember Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez uh, for the Ring of Women's World Championship. Two fantastic women wrestlers. Two great performers that can tell a story in the ring. And I watched a little highlight of it uh, right before we started recording, and it looked so good. So I hope I can see that entire match. And then you, one of your favorite matches was Sasha Banks against Bailey, wasn't it? Years ago, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. Oh, Becky Lynch, yeah. There's a place and a time for everything, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Well, it sounds like we're we're very similar in our right. probably why we get along so well is because right. we're very similar in our thinking on a lot of mm-hmm. things. But you know, you know. We also, guess what, Dave? What's that? We can also get along even if we disagree on certain things, too. No. And not yeah, name call? Yeah, well, you already heard that. what I call you when I get off the phone. Well, you dirty-eating piece of slime, you scum-sucking pig, you son of a motherless goat. Uh, well, I do call you a scallywagger quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, <is that>? <laughs> I've called you worse. <laughs> oh, Dave, you scallywag. Scallywagger, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, quickly before we get into uh, DCW, I want to talk a little bit more about this uh, uh, Ring of Honor uh, promotion last night uh, that they had. Claudio, uh, the former Cesaro, is now the Ring of Honor champion beating Jonathan Grisham, there's a little side story that evidently Grisham wasn't real happy and hasn't been real happy with how he's been used by AEW ROH. And uh, Claudio wins the match, and Grisham evidently has asked for his release. That's what the internet rumors say. I thought ROH was done. The ROH TV right now is off the air. They're still doing promotions. They still have champions that go to other promotions and defend their product. Uh, ROH was bought by Tony Khan and uh, AEW. So you've been seeing Jade Lethal, you've been seeing Jonathan Grisham, and some other ROH stars have been on AEW as an ROH product. 
So they're still doing the pay-per-views. Did this pay-per-view last night. Whether ROH goes off and does their own television product, which I hope they do, because I've always been a big ROH fan, there is no longer ROH TV. It's all under the auspices of AEW. Yeah, so so do we know what that means for the future? or There's probably some stuff that we don't know about because Tony Khan purchased ROH and their video library for a reason. Whether he's working on a streaming service, which a lot of people have been saying that uh, he's going to be announcing a deal with HBO Max uh, for uh, AEW to have their pay-per-views on there and their uh, video library, which they're building as we speak, and adding on ROH uh, and putting that on there on as part of HBO Max, which I hope really does happen because I'm I'm spending like a hundred to two hundred dollars a year just on ROH and AEW uh, pay-per-views, and you know, I just soon have uh, everything where I can go back and and watch other matches if I want to. But uh, there's a lot of stuff that we just don't know as of yet. I see. Yeah. That's the line, man. Yeah. And sure. FTR and uh, the Briscoe brothers, uh, they uh, had a mm-hmm. two out of the three for the ROH uh, championship last night. FTR won that. They're still the ROH tag team champions. But I found it interesting that on AEW programming last week, they talked about the Briscoes. And, you know, there's – Okay. You know, the, the woke crowd goes crazy when you talk about the Briscoes. And I, I make a comment with Chris that I won't repeat right now, but it is on this podcast. Uh, it will be a later. But, you know, I'm saying I would love to see the Briscoes as part of All Elite. And that's just me. Samoa Joe has been on several times. Jay Lethal has been on. They wrestled last night for uh, the World Television Championship. Samoa Joe retained on that. Uh, so there's just a lot of stuff going on as far as uh, AEW and ROH going on right now. Even our local promotion, um, you know, and I feel bad because I've been so dang flipping busy that I haven't been able to get up there this summer at all. But yeah. I know that they've been doing some good stuff. And, and you know, there's, tell you, Dave, there's advantages and disadvantages of being off of the mainstream um social media platforms, you know, I, I haven't missed a lot of the drama and a lot of the ignorant comments and things like you were talking about earlier, but it is a little bit harder to stay informed on events and things, you know, that are coming. And That's and, why I blow up your, uh, your feed every day. I send you mm-hmm. all this news and stuff coming out of uh, professional wrestling to keep you up to date, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. They had uh, Eric Young there earlier this year, DCW, and they just made a big announcement for December and their fourth anniversary. And I wanted to ask you about that. What do you think about coming in uh, to DCW, Diamond Dallas Page? Uh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Uh, doesn't his ex-wife live in Park City? Kimberly, remember Kimberly and the you yeah. know when she was with the Diamond Dolls and she was part of that dance uh-huh. troupe on WCW. She was also uh, on the forty-year-old virgin. She was uh, on that movie, and she at one point I had read that she was selling real estate in Park City, and uh, doing very well. I don't know if she still lives there or not. So, um, so according to 
Wikipedia, and we all know how accurate and great that is. Yes. Kimberly Page just currently lives in Park City, Utah, working oh, okay. in marketing and interior design. Ooh. Now, didn't so, you have DDP Yoga? Didn't you get that for a while? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I love it. Uh-huh. I, I don't do it like I should, but I I still have the the videos. Uh-huh. Um, it's fantastic, but like I said, I'm just lazy. <laughs> It's like, uh, should you do yoga or eat a sandwich? Hmm, which one sounds better? Sandwich. Yeah, I want to get your opinion about Eric Bischoff, also coming December the 3rd to DCW in Salt Lake City. So, Beautiful lady. Beautiful lady. Yes. Eric Bischoff? Yeah. Easy E? Uh-huh. What, what about him? Are you excited to maybe get a chance to meet Eric? Of course I am, dude. Uh, oh, Easy E, love him or hate him, dude. He took WCW to the next level. Yeah, he did. I you, mean, what what would the what would the NWO be without Easy E? Mm-hmm. And what would WCW have done without him pulling the strings? Now, some of those strings he pulled didn't quite work. He gave too much yeah. money to some performers and too much leeway to some performers, and that kind of led to a lot of backbiting in the locker room, behind the scenes. That's neither here nor there, but his place in the history of professional wrestling, it's right there. It is, it's right there. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't – I mean, he as far as his uh... – performing and things like that. I mean, Eric Bischoff's role, yeah, he did have, he was a TV personality, but right. he never really did a lot of action stuff. Uh, so, but yeah, he very instrumental in a lot of things, man. Um, you know, didn't he come back to Impact for a while? As yeah, well? he was, he's, he's been on Impact. He's been on the AEW uh, since they were there. He was there for uh for a couple of weeks. He was the one that uh, was the moderator for that great debate, uh, kind of a political debate between Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. That was absolutely hilariously funny. And he was, he Mm -hmm. was the moderator there. Uh, He's been doing some stuff with the people at WWE again, as of late. Uh, I believe he lives out West. If I'm not mistaken, I think he lives either in Wyoming or Montana on a ranch. But he still gets out there and and uh, does his thing. Did you ever watch? Uh, did you ever watch his uh, TED talk that he did? No, I never did. You should find it on YouTube. It was really interesting. Uh huh. TED hey, talk. Bischoff has Bischoff has homes in Cody, Wyoming, Scottsdale, Arizona, Stanford, Connecticut, and L.A. Okay. Well, it sounds like he's not doing too bad. Nah, nah. <laughs> but, <laughs> he obviously has some. Impact uh, on the professional re- professional wrestling industry, yeah. else he wouldn't be in the WWE Hall of Fame, and right. he wouldn't be a well known name. Right. That's. I think it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. It'll be cool. It'll be interesting to see uh, what what he has and what he does with with DCW. You know, um, maybe you would know this, but like some of the when the guy from Impact came. With um, the Good Brothers, 
I what was his I don't remember what his name was. Um he he is the the general manager of Impact. Uh, Scott Demore. His name is. Yeah, Scott Demore. Right. Um so like people like Scott Demore, Grishoff and stuff when, so when they come to these local promotions, is is it more to put on the like those presentations and the the stuff for the the wrestlers and the promoters or is it as it as a name to to get people out to the show because i didn't really know scott demore that that wouldn't have been an attraction for me if they would have just said scott demore from impact wrestling is here it's like well who's that guy well it wasn't necessarily for us as fans it was more for tryouts because they they were uh you you could pay a certain amount of money i have no idea what that was and you'd get a little feedback about what you needed to work on and maybe how to do a promo better and that kind of thing for people like a Scott Demore. Now, when you get DDP and you get Eric Bischoff in, it's going to be a combination of fans. And then also I'm sure they'll do uh, some stuff with the wrestlers uh, with, you know, a little seminar with DDP talking to uh, the wrestlers about how to perform and Eric Bischoff in there talking about, you know, some of the different aspects of professional wrestling that he might be in more of an expert in. Uh, I think there's a combination when you get somebody like that coming in as opposed to a Scott Demore. Uh Eric Young came in. I'm sure he, he had a, a seminar with wrestlers. And that, that Scott Demore, I know that they had wrestlers basically from all over the West coming in, paying that little extra money to get looked at. So that's uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens in December. And my health has been, as you very well know, and we've talked about, hasn't been extremely well over the last year. But I'm hoping that by December I'll be able to say I'm going to come in for that weekend and just and just veg and have myself a great time with the guys at DCW. Yeah, absolutely. I hope that you get feeling better too. Yeah. You know, we need you out to these events, dude. I want to go so bad. The last event they had... Uh, I can't remember. It was, um, it, I think it was early July. I came up sick that weekend. I mean, it was just, if I'd have made plans, I'd have had to lose all that money. Came up sick that weekend. And I, I just, it makes me sick that my health isn't holding up as well as I'd hope it would. But I am making inroads, making inroads. You got to take care of you. Right. Man. Yeah, I'm trying. You got to get, you got to get better. You know, you got to get better. You got to get out there and. But, you know, part of that is mental health, too. And if, if these live events and things will help you get feeling better, then we need to get you out to those, too. Yeah. Well, we just have to do the physical yeah. thing first and see what happens. Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Well, golly, gee willikers. I mean, what a great conversation. We covered a lot of, of, of things. You know, um, what else has been going on? I mean, we've talked about WWE. We've talked about Impact. We've talked about ROH. We've talked about AEW. Good grief. Um, we talked even our local promotions, right. DCW, man. Holy cow. Yeah, there's uh, also in Utah, you've got Dive that's putting on an event on August the 13th. And then there's that, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the promotion that's out of uh, Utah County that was recently in Delta. They're they did an event. Manny Lemons was there. Uh, DCW is now doing bar fights where they're going to do one in Salt Lake City. They actually set up a ring last night at a bar in uh, 
in Ogden and had uh, some wrestlers wrestling there. So there's just a lot going on in the world of professional wrestling right now. And I think it's because people just need that outlet because of all the junk that's going on in the world right now. I uh, was thinking we need to get them down here to this little local bar in, in Mount Pleasant. <laughs> get, yeah. them, get them all. Get them to put on. I wonder if they'd get a good turnout. I'd imagine they'd be okay. Oh, I'd get a couple but, hundred people there. So, you know, Royal Bliss comes down here and they pack that joint clear full. Uh huh. And it's it's just fun. It's super fun and super exciting to get. You know, because everybody's like, "Oh, rural Utah, nobody's going to be there." Well, come on, we can't always go up to Salt Lake. We'll get in touch with the bar uh, and and get them. Give them Manny's number. Tell them that's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. I should. I've do done that, that huh? to. A, I've done that to a guy here in Logan, that's a promoter. So we'll see if they work. If that works out. So. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, gosh, Dave. Uh, you know, I'm glad that glad you're doing well and glad things are looking up for you. And you know, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. So let's keep our ears peeled with a. Who knows what's going to change with the WWE with new – do we know? So is Stephanie going to be in charge then? Stephanie, Stephanie is now the, the CEO. Uh, uh, Triple H has taken over his roles. John Laronitis is out. Nick Khan is still there, not the not of that family by any means. They're not related, uh, but he is still there. But uh, John Laronitis evidently is gone. Uh, Triple H has taken back over. Uh, hopefully he does something to NXT. It's been a mess as of late, but uh, – yeah, there, there's still a lot of stuff that has to be hashed out. But it's going to be fun to see what happens. And if Vince – I got to I gotta think that Vince is going to be back with an on-air role at least once or twice more over the next year. Oh, yeah, Vince isn't going to just step away and never right. come back. Right. You know, if anything, this gives him more freedom to be a, a TV personality. Right. You know, think of the think of the feud uh, of they could do right now with, you know, they could do a big old family feud of Stephanie pushing him out and yeah, and you know they could make this some excellent. This is a great opportunity for some excellent TV. Yeah, could be more storytelling. I hope they don't squander it. I hope yeah. they don't squander it. You know, and and whatever people say, Vince's controversies and stuff of oh that's why he's stepping down. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it's time for him. To just take a different, you know, he's been involved with. He's seventy-seven years old. Right. He's been involved with professional wrestling his whole entire life. So maybe he needs to go sit on an island somewhere and and or maybe you know what? I'll bet it's going to be what's holy that? crap, Dave! I just figured it out. Okay, what's that? I know why he resigned. I know why he resigned. Why did he resign, Zane? It's going to be. Donald Trump, Vince McMahon, 2024 <laughs> ticket. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, I can just see. Oh, oh. Can you see? Can you see Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Byer on the View? If that happens, <laughs> wouldn't oh. that be amazing? Oh, oh. Rich White millionaires take. <laughs> You're not gonna. What are you gonna do for the United States? Huh? Huh? Twist the arm and 
jump on the ground and say, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's hilarious. Linda and Vince took a trip to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> well, you remember Linda was in the Trump administration. Yes, she was. Yeah, she was she a was. small business yeah. coordinator, which is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, well. You know, very yeah. smart people. Very smart people. They They got good, you know, there's obviously a reason why. They're in the places they're in, so good for yeah. them. Okay. I'm, I'm just an idiot. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I'm going to be a happy idiot, as uh, Jackson Brown sang one time in The Pretender. So, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, my man. Well, <laughs> great time to be a wrestling fan, and we'll kick it off and uh, see you in a couple weeks. And of course, Chris wasn't with us when we were talking with Zane, but we're going to end things up on Turnbuckle Trash with more of our conversation. With Zane O'Mac, it's next on The Trash. Let's take out the trash. Roger that. No, not that kind of trash. Not what kind of trash? Wait, so we're not taking out the actual trash? No, I meant it figuratively. I spent a lot of time separating out the recyclables. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. I've said this on the podcast recently, that Mm -hmm. Raw has seen some improvement. Yep. And I can't remember if it was three weeks ago. I don't know if I can't even remember if we, you and I talked since the a couple of Friday nights ago. SmackDown was so bad; it was oh, yeah. so bad after Hell in a Cell. Oh, no, it was money. Gosh, it yeah. was Money in the Bank after Money in the Bank. After Money in the Bank, it was so bad. I turned it off. Yep. I, a big wrestling fan, could not watch it. It was that bad. I turned it off, mm-hmm. and they still had their main event to go. I don't even know what I missed because I just couldn't watch it anymore. Well, you didn't miss anything. I'm sure I didn't. You didn't but, miss anything. But Raw has seen some improvements from the time that Shane McMahon tried that little segment with uh, kind of like MMA stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. You remember yeah. how bad that was? And then oh, they yeah. went about uh, maybe a year where they were just terrible. Then they started mm-hmm. making some improvements, and it hasn't been too bad as of late. SmackDown yeah. has really gone downhill. AEW mm-hmm. is very uneven right now. Some of the mm-hmm. things they do, really good. I think both you and I were not fans of the Blood and Guts match uh, on no. uh, this past Wednesday. Uh, no. I, I think right now AEW is at that struggling point right now. They're just they're looking for something to kind of – Give them a little hump, but overall, man, their their last pay per views have been spot on. You know, yeah, I they, mean they, they have, they've man. been re- they've been kicking butt and taking names, and there's been a lot of a lot of criticism that this is nothing but an old WWE, uh, they're old WWE wrestlers or they're they're old timey Japanese wrestlers or something. Who cares? Let's just watch wrestling and enjoy it. You know, I mean, I mean, who cares? Do do you say the same thing when your favorite hamburger chef moves from McDonald's to Burger King, or maybe yeah, you got well. a, a chef around town that works at one restaurant that knows how to make a steak really well, and then he decides to go to another restaurant or maybe opens up his own? Are you going to complain about that? Yeah. Just well, enjoy yeah, the I mean, product one way or the other. If you don't like the product, don't watch it, dude. Or do well, that. It's almost like if if you go to 
I, like somebody asked me, goes, well, I like Five Guys. Well, I like In-N-Out. I like Burger King. I like McDonald's. I said, I like homemade burgers. So what? <laughs> <laughs> I like homemade burgers. So what? I mean, come on. It doesn't really matter. As long as what you like, you can see it. You can watch it. And in the the way the Internet is, you can't enjoy things anymore. It's ridiculous. Right. But, uh, no, we've had some interesting times in wrestling, and we are fixing to – say goodbye to a living legend if this is true Mm -hmm. the last match for one (laughs) rick flair you're talking to the rolex wearing diamond ring wearing kiss stealing woo wheeling dealing limousine riding jet flying son of a gun and i'm having a hard time holding these alligators down i just don't I don't want him to do it. I've just got this bad feeling. Something I hope and I pray I'm wrong, but I just got this bad feeling. Something is not going to be right. And this is actually, he's going to be his last match. It's going to kill him. Uh I I don't, I just no. please don't do this. Even a lot of wrestlers are saying, don't do this. But what do you think about this? Do you think it's a good thing? Do you think this should be the last hurrah and the way that they're doing it? I mean, I don't see anything special about this match. I really don't. Well, the one thing I I see is just a way to make money. I mean, you know, and oh yeah, and, and if they if they do it well enough, and Andrade, who is going to be his his final opponent, who is his son in law, mm-hmm. and they if they protect each other and they're both pros, I think they can put on an entertainment mat, an entertaining match. Is it going to be a five-star match? That nope. I doubt. No, it won't be. And There's then no they're way. talking that Rick already has a foot injury that might uh, slow him down just a little bit. Just a little bit of a foot injury. I don't know how that's going to affect everything. So, Well, I, thought, I really thought it was supposed to be that tag match between Andrade and Flair. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal were going to have the tag match. Right. And now they've changed it up. I mean, it's got to make up your dang minds what y'all are going to do. Well, I, I think mean, the, the, the injuries this... are, mm-hmm. are part of it. Uh, plantar fasciitis is what's going on. Very painful foot injury for uh, the nature boy. It's just a way to make money. I think Rick wants mm-hmm. a last hurrah. He also, I don't think he ever really felt like he got his due when he had that final match uh, with Shawn Michaels. I mean, he cried like a baby in it. Then he went to TNA. They said that was all it. Then he went touring of Australia. Then he came back. That was, was all a, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then he came back WWE. Wasn't an in-ring performer, but he was helping mm-hmm. out Charlotte. Then they had that disastrous pregnancy scandal yes. uh, with Lacey. And, yes. you know, and then she got really pregnant, and she just came back. I just think it's a way for him to hopefully hang it up. I mean... It's on July the 31st, and um, I wish him the best. I just hope he doesn't get hurt. I just hope he doesn't get killed in the ring. I mean, yeah, he's 70-something years old. He he can't, you know, do like he used to do. But you want that last hurrah, that's fine, Rick. Uh, more power to you. Ride off into the sunset and just do what you got to do and live out your life. But it's time to hang him up. And whatever you do, if you guys pay the – the $200 to see this, 
I hope they give you a piece of that robe or a piece of that mat because, I mean. Now, that's the high-end cost. You know, that's the high-end. Yeah, that's the high-end cost. Yeah, I mean, if, you're, me. if you pay that, I hope it. So. Yeah, me too. This is Turnbuckle Trash. Coming up in just a little bit, we're going to talk to Jim Valentine. Jim worked in radio for over 11 years, and I knew him back in the day in Paris, Tennessee. What I didn't know is he's also a big wrestling fan. So we're going to talk to Jim Valentine from my other podcast called Radio Guy Reflections right after this as you get a little sample of what you can hear on Radio Guy Reflections. Reflections. Too many people in this business who think that they're, uh, I guess it's a podcast, their stuff doesn't stink. You know, it's just like, (laughs) hey, look, we're all just enjoying the game. We're all just having a good time. Sports are supposed to be fun. Don't take yourself too seriously. Let's go have a good time and really uh, paint a great picture for the fans out there. I wanted to be me. I didn't want to put on a show. I, uh, well, you know, I wanted to, obviously a show, but I didn't want to be fake on the air. Um, what you what you get is what you, you know, get. That would be a fascinating career. I, I want to witness history in a way and see it and tell the compelling stories of it. Uh, when did you find out uh, he is autistic? When you get that diagnosis. It's not necessarily a shock to you, but it's validating how you've been feeling. I can't imagine what the future of talk radio has been, or would have been, had Rush not come along when he did. This is Radio Guy Reflections. I'm going to tie this all in. When you mentioned you were black and blue like you were in a car wreck, that made Uh me start thinking about professional wrestling. But uh, you mentioned that you got to meet uh, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and uh, the great Dutch Mantell. Uh, when you uh-huh. were in Union City, I didn't I didn't realize that you were such a fan of wrestling when we worked together because I think we probably would have talked about it a lot because I grew up watching wrestling out of Memphis and I know you did too. Me too. There's yeah. never I've never found any wrestling like the old Memphis wrestling. Oh, there was nothing like it. <laughs> I guarantee I guarantee that one. It it was wild. So what got, well, I mean, when you start talking about Memphis wrestling and uh, you would also, when you were in Paris, this is one of the things that used to drive me crazy when I was living in Memphis and I uh-huh. would drive to see my, my aunt and uncle and my cousins in Paris and they were getting wrestling out of Jackson, Tennessee, which was showing Mid-South wrestling on Jackson TV on Saturday right. nights. We didn't get that in Memphis. And then Paris, Tennessee got cable before Memphis did, and you got Atlanta wrestling, Georgia Championship wrestling. I used to be so jealous of that until I oh, moved yeah. there. <laughs> so <it> was, <laughs> when I moved there, I was in I was in, in wrestling heaven. I'll tell you that. Oh, I bet you were. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I first got into Memphis wrestling back when they were on Channel Thirteen there. Right. If you remember that, sure then. Do. Uh, when they switched over to channel five, we didn't get them. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, but they would syndicate some in Nashville stations and Uh I'd get their B shows and things like that. But, uh, I had the old Nick Goulas, (laughs) uh, wrestling. (laughs) Um, and you know now there is a new Memphis wrestling. Yeah, it's uh, it's out of the United Wrestling Network, and they have wrestling out of Atlanta. They have wrestling in Memphis, Hollywood, 
in San Francisco. I think that's their main ones right now, and they have okay. shows for all of them. So, yeah, they're the one in Memphis now. I'm not sure we're talking about the same one or not. It's uh, apparently he owns the promotion, Dustin Star. Mm-hmm. Yep, he was kind of a jobber back back in Memphis, and him and his wife host it. Oh yeah, and. Uh, uh, they've had uh, Booker T on there. Uh, uh, someone I hadn't heard of, Z- Ziggy Dice. Ziggy Dice, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he's he's on there. Uh, the Boogeyman. Uh, they've had a few big names come in, and there's a couple guys there that have a lot of potential. They look like. Yeah, I I saw uh, the promoter. I'm trying. What what did you say his name was? Dust uh, Dustin Star. Yeah, I saw him on Championship Wrestling out of Hollywood, right when okay. they were making. This was about the time COVID first started, and they were they were just starting that Championship Wrestling out of Memphis. About okay. That time. So they were doing some cross promotions there. Uh, I'd be interested to to see if uh, if any of their programming would show uh, people like Manny Lemons and and record at the Haku cause they're friends of mine and, and they've both been on the, the podcast with us at, at times, but Ziggy dice is as, as he says, he's outlandish. And yes. He's there. They just uh, created a new championship and he's the first champion, the internet championship. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Uh, you can see it. See, I get it here locally uh-huh. on one of the channels, but every week they upload it to YouTube. Yeah, I've uh, I've watched a little bit of on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, Rhino, uh, he was on this past week. Uh, they're starting to actually get some big name stars. Well, uh, a few years ago, I would say this was about two and a half years ago, and I, I wish I could remember the young man's name, but I was in Salt Lake City, and as part of uh, the Salt Lake City DCW wrestling that was going on, they would bring over a, a cross promotion with some wrestlers out of Colorado and a great guy, Bruce Wayans is his, is his uh, stage name, his wrestling name. And with that kind of Bruce Wayans, he goes with a, a Batman theme, but he also uh-huh. has, he also has a group that call themselves the black four horsemen. And huh. all, all the guys are just fantastic. All of them are great. And Bruce has this wonderful voice that just carries all over an arena. But one of the guys was just starting in Colorado uh, doing his training. And as we were just talking, we found out he went to Craigmont High School in Memphis. Wow. And his grandmother used to appear on Championship Wrestling in Memphis with USWA as a member of the crowd. And she would interact with a lot of the wrestlers, you know, and, and draw heat from the bad guys and love from the good guys and and I just thought that was interesting. You you run into people that have the same passion that I have, and now I'm finding out more that you have that, that same type of uh, passion for right. professional wrestling. So what else do you watch when it comes to pro wrestling? Do you do you follow uh, the big guys, a, uh, yeah. you know, AEW and WWE? Hmm? I sure do. I'll, you, I'll watch uh, AEW sometimes. I watch WWE pretty regular uh it seems to have picked up here a little bit lately uh you know they'll go through down times and 
<laughs> and I'm Tell like, why do it. I watch this? Uh-huh. You know, but you can't make it because just that hope that something good is going to happen, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, um, uh, I'll tell you, this kind of ties in with radio and wrestling. Okay. Uh, there was a guy uh, who come here. He was the station manager, come from Union City. And uh, shortly thereafter, uh, one afternoon, there was a, and he, he weighed 120 pounds soaking wet. You know, this guy. Uh-huh. He was like a string bean. Uh-huh. And, uh, then one day I walked in the studio and, uh, there's his older, his brother. He looks just like him, except he's got a body like Hulk Hogan. Oh, really? Yeah. But otherwise they look just alike. And he went on to, uh, become, he played football for UT mm-hmm. and he went on to, uh, 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 wrestle in Memphis. His name, Rex Hargrove. Mm-hmm. And he had a perfect look. He looked a lot like Steve Austin. Okay. And, uh, but, uh, he was there for a few months and won a belt or two. But after that, he never wrestled again, I don't think. Hmm. You know, it's one of those things you wonder why when he obviously had such a future. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, injuries happen and then actually trying to make a living when you're in the, yeah. the smaller promotions, just like in, in radio, a smaller, smaller radio station doesn't pay very well. Smaller promotions don't pay very right. well either. So that's, that's unreal. So, so, uh, do you, do you have the Peacock network and, and follow all the, the pay-per-views on uh, WWE and all that? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, that's pretty yes, cool. I do. That's pretty cool. Isn't it? <laughs> It is. It is. Uh, um, uh, I've been very happy since they changed over to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I get most of the pay-per-views. And uh, what are they called now? Uh, Premium live events. Premium live events, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we have fun with uh, with that. And, yeah, it's kind of cool to to talk to you about – Pro wrestling. Now, let's go back uh, a little bit. When when you were in high school and you were just starting wrestling, who were some of your favorites at that time? Oh, all the Memphis guys. Uh, Lawler, of course. Dundee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Valiant. Austin Idol. Tommy Rich. I've had Bill Dundee know. on the podcast with me before. Oh, really? Yeah, that was really cool. I got a chance to, to talk to him for for about an hour one day as he was just coming out of a gym and, and huh. uh, he was kind enough to let me call him up and uh, talk to him. And I got to meet Jerry Lawler in Salt Lake city uh, at a comic-con event. And, uh, that's just, it was just kind of cool to be able to meet and talk to some of these guys. That's why I like doing the podcast too. Cause I get an end sometimes, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I remember Jerry Lawler told my son, we, we met him, uh, uh, I guess it's seven or eight years ago. Uh, they had uh, USA wrestling here in Paris, and the main event was Lawler versus Dutch Mantel. Oh wow! And uh, talk old school now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And Lawler uh, 
you you know you're old when Lawler comes out and my son stands up and says, there's the guy in my video game. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Lawler met my son. He said, Noah Valentine. That sounds like a wrestling name. Oh. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I got to tell you this. When I got to meet Jerry, he was at this event in, in Salt Lake City. And it was at the Big Salt Palace. And, I mean, there were literally thousands and thousands of people there. And it's one of the bigger Comic-Cons in the country. Uh, but I, I walked up to him, and he was talking to somebody else. And I wanted the opportunity just to kind of talk to Jerry because he was, you know, one of my childhood heroes. And uh-huh. I walked up to him, and he says, hi, how are you? And I said, well, Jerry, I wanted to tell you. I went to Fraser High School, class of 1975 in Memphis, Tennessee. Used to come see you at the Mid-South Coliseum quite a bit and watched you throughout your, throughout the years, and I wanted to thank you for just being part of my entertainment through my throughout the years. And the first thing he said to me was, you went to Fraser High School and you're still alive? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'll tell you, I heard one thing about Jerry. I forgot who said it. They said, how he has been in this business for so long is you will never find one fan that says he was rude to them. Right. I, I agree. Yeah. He was very kind to me. So, right. Uh-huh. And uh, they said he takes time to mingle with the fans and he really treats them with, with respect. And, uh, that's, you know, uh, they thought that's why he had been around and been so successful for so long. You know, another thing he did for me, um, as I was standing there talking to him, I'd let him talk to other people, but he'd always say, you know, hang around a little bit, Dave, hang around. And uh-huh. then he called me back behind behind the tables at his little booth there. And he says, I got to show you something. He pulls out his cell phone and he starts showing me a video he had taken the week before and he had been on tour at the old Mid South Coliseum. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, he got he was showing me the dressing rooms and and uh, the disrepair they were in. And then he showed me uh, like a it was like a hospital gurney, an ambulance gurney. And he says, uh-huh. now whether this is true or not, but he said that the people at the Mid South Coliseum said that was the same gurney that they pulled Andy Kaufman out that night that he, he was a uh, pile drive uh, in the middle of the ring at the Coliseum. And I, I was just, I, I just, I just thought that was so cool. Man. That is, yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, it was really That cool. was awesome. They've had a couple uh, benefit wrestling things at the Coliseum outside in the parking lot mm-hmm. to try to raise money to restore the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. There has been some talk. I hadn't heard anything lately. But if they ever have a WWE physical Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. that would be the perfect spot. Wow. That would be a good one. Yeah, they, the wrestling they had there it was kind of gimmicky. They had Lawler and Dundee against a mass team called the Coliseum Crushers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love pro wrestling, man. Yeah. It can be so much fun. It can be. You know, when people, I, you know, I don't know if you've ever ran into this. When you tell people that you're a fan of professional wrestling, there are a certain amount that would just kind of look down your noses. You know, they're, they're going, exactly. Are you going to that stuff? Well, you know, uh-huh. I, I always tell them this. Once you get it, 
once you get what professional wrestling really is, and that is storytelling, and it is is very athletic, it's dangerous at times, as we found out recently with a lot of wrestlers being injured. But, right. But uh, once you get it, it's so much easier to understand. And I, I wish people would just give it that chance to say, you know, yeah, this is this is a form of entertainment. It's almost like live theater. It is. It is. It's an art form. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll tell you something you need to do next time you, you're in this area. You need to go to Jerry Lawler's Bar and Grill. Ooh, is that on Bill Street or is that the one down yeah. at the casino? Okay. It's, it's, on, it's on Bill Street. I've mm-hmm. been there. Some amazing stuff there. Uh-huh. I bet. Uh uh, one, one thing, I think I, I just got the wrong thing on the menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I've heard the food is good. Uh, I, they had deep fried ribs oh. on the menu. Yeah. And I thought, well, I love fried and I love ribs. It's uh-huh. gotta be good. Uh-huh. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> No, so next time I will get something else when I go there. Well, you know, uh, Jim, now, now, that, now that we know we both love professional wrestling, if you ever go to an event in Paris or go to Memphis, take uh-huh. a microphone with you and tell them that you would like to, you know, try to do it ahead of time so they'll know you're coming. But tell right. them you'd like to do some interviews with some of the wrestlers if they will allow that. Now, okay. a lot of the WWE official uh, wrestlers, they won't let you do that. I mean, yeah, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a convoluted mess at the WWE and even to a point of AEW. Uh, but, I, you know, like I had a chance to meet Doc Gallows of the, the, of the, of the Good Brothers a couple of months uh-huh. ago, and he actually did a little uh, drop uh, for um, the podcast saying, Hi, I'm Doc Gallows, Impact World Champion, Tag Team Champion, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Trash. And feel free, you know, and, and send it to me on email, and we'll put it, make it part of the podcast. You'd be a like a stringer for Turnbuckle Trash. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. If you mention you like wrestling to other people, you will get into some interesting situations. Like I, a guy I worked with, uh, I worked for a little while at the hospital in Murray, Kentucky, in yeah. food service. Okay, and uh, this guy I worked with, he said. Oh, one of my old college friends uh, is a wrestler. Mm-hmm. I said, who is he? He said, it's Ricochet or something oh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> and he said uh, they were real good friends in college. And, yeah, he's from Paducah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this guy had gone to Murray State, so apparently Ricochet went to Murray State too. Uh-huh, and um trying to remember the name of the wrestler uh, that's in AEW, one of the best friends, Chuck Taylor. Went to, yeah. went to Murray State. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he sure did, yeah. But it's amazing to look back. There's never been an area that had the talent that Memphis had at one time. You know, it became such a hotbed that people, uh, when they wanted to learn the business. Now, this is, this is a true story here because uh-huh. they've been showing it on TV as of late. I don't know if you've watched Young Rock on NBC. I have. And uh, they've been running a storyline where Rock, or as he was at the time, Rocky Maivia, was Uh going to be part of the WWE. And then Vince said, you know what? We're going to send you to to Jared and Lawler's promotion. 
so you can actually learn the business. Uh, right. Stone Cold Steve Austin went through there. Mark Calloway, the Undertaker, went through there. Uh, Papa, uh, what do you call himself? Uh, the Godfather, but he was yeah. um, the Soul Taker. Uh, you had uh, Jerry Jarrett. Uh, you name Hulk Hogan was there. I remember getting a telephone call from one of my best friends in Memphis, called me when I was going to college in Rexburg, Idaho, and says, you got to see this guy named Terry Hulk Hogan. Right. Terry, Terry Bolila. And he says, you won't believe how this guy. And, I, and that was the first I'd ever heard of the Hulkster. And, but they did. They had a lot of people going through a real hotbed in professional wrestling. Well, they had uh, a spot show here in Paris now, mm-hmm. and uh, if you, if I, it was unreal who they had on it. Of course, back then they were no big deal, but uh, they had a guy named Flex Cavana uh-huh. who turned out to be The Rock. The Rock, yeah, yeah, and Scott Hall, uh, uh, fabulous ones. Mm-hmm. You know, all those were on a card here at the high school. Yeah. And uh, most people cannot believe The Rock was in Paris, Tennessee, but he was. <laughs> well, well you, you know, you never know who you're going to see if you go to a local event. Because no. when I was living in, I don't know if you've listened to the the podcast very much, but I've told this story a few times. I was uh, the ringside announcer in Cottonport, Louisiana, uh, for a wrestling event that came through. And they had... The Fabulous Freebirds, without Michael Hayes, who was not there that night. They uh-huh. had a young tag team called the Rockers, Marty Janetti and Sean <laughs> Michaels. Michaels. Yeah. They had Coco Beware uh, with, before the Birdman, a guy named Jim Helwig, who went on to become the Ultimate Warrior, and Ted right. DiBiase Sr., who actually fell out of the ring and since I was actually sitting at ringside at a folding table, fell on my hand and almost broke my <laughs> hand when he got up and stepped on it. But, you know, when you go to a local event, you never know who you're going to see. Went to, no. Salt, went to Salt Lake City uh, a couple of years ago, and now he was advertised because he was a big star at the time. Uh, it was Ray Mysterio Jr. Got to see Ray right. Mysterio. Got to meet him. Uh and that that's why I love to encourage people to spend, you know, to, to take a few dollars, maybe $25 for a ticket. And where can you go for 25 bucks and have a good night of entertainment than you can at a professional wrestling match? You know, it's not for everybody. Right. Go to these local shows and support these guys, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember they used to have a lot more around here. You know, the Memphis, they would come to Greenfield, Tennessee, and McKenzie, and Martin, Tennessee. I saw the free birds there. Uh, I remember seeing uh, Jimmy Valiant, Sonny King, wow. going back old, yeah. you know, school there. But, uh, oh, Virgil, he, he oh, wrestled yeah. his freight train Jones. Oh, yeah. Virgil, yeah, that was, yeah. We're just going back in time here. <laughs> that is so cool. Now, Chris Evans, who does the uh, the show with me on Turnbuckle Trash, he lives in uh-huh. North Carolina. But you know, Chris is from uh, Henry County, Tennessee. Uh, he is uh, the uh, 
the the son of Brenda Evans of you know the uh, uh, K and B uh, band for success. Right. Yeah. Yes. That, that's that's her son, and he does the okay podcast with me. He says there's wrestling out of Henry County now that does some some uh, some shows there, but they're basically local wrestlers, and uh, he say he's tried to get them on the podcast, but he hasn't been able to to get that completed for us. So. Yeah, I believe they go by maybe there's two groups around here. Mm-hmm. One is Swag Wrestling, mm-hmm. and the other is TNT Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, total nonstop wrestling. Uh-huh. It's it's a little bit you know it's not TNA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> and uh, about a year or so ago here we had uh, a TV taping that was uh, going to be shown on a streaming service. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what it was. And they had Tommy Rich here for autographs, you know. Oh, and, cool. and uh But I don't know whatever happened to that. It was shown on TV, but you don't ever really see anything with it anymore. Well, there's a couple of different uh, streaming services out there. You can pick up uh, some of the, uh, the, the, the independents on there. Fight TV. Uh, has mm-hmm. one, and then there's one that's fairly new that uh, is involving um, EC3 and huh. um, the former Braun Strowman. I'm trying to find out what that's called. Uh, Pro, okay. Wrestling, Pro Wrestling TV. They're both available on streaming services, and I think they, you know, they have some some cost services too. But you can get a lot of local uh, good t- content on that too. And then, of course, YouTube is just full of all kinds of content for for pro wrestling if you want to find it and and uh this coming friday night uh on uh nwa power uh one of uh the guys that's been on our podcast before buff buffet who i always want to call him brother austin because that's what i knew him in salt lake city uh uh-huh. he's going to take on nick aldis on nwa power mm. yeah so that would be very good yeah so been good talking just been good catching up with you jim it really has man. it has dave i really enjoyed it well you know like i said you know anytime that you go to an event if you've got your little phone with you and you can record off your phone or if you have a microphone grab right. it call the guys ahead of time and say you know i'd like to do an interview we'll put it on turnbuckle trash you can be our stringer hey that'd be great it doesn't that pay. would be great it doesn't pay anything it's just like radio it doesn't pay oh anything. okay well that that's the perfect job for me i'm used to that yeah yeah you worked in radio you know it doesn't pay up next we'll be back with chris evans on turnbuckle trash it's chris on the match match I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm lost of words. The original trash head, Chris Evans. The guy didn't get cracked open. He wasn't really wrestling. Chris. Chris. On the mats. You can make people sit their butts in those seats. Your box office. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. You're changing your depends over the diapers. I want to thank uh, Jim Valentine, who, uh, when he goes to a wrestling match, he's going to try to be a uh, kind of a consultant for us every once in a while. Uh, and if he goes to a wrestling match, maybe he can get some interviews and send them to us. And we might have Jim back on doing some more stuff with us soon about uh, professional wrestling. Thank you very much, Jim. A little update. Uh, I'll throw that in here of what happens on SmackDown before we actually post this. I'll, I'll do a little update 
and put it right here, here on Turnbuckle Trash about what they okay. do on Friday Night SmackDown. We've got coming up in Nashville uh, in uh, the weekend, the very last weekend of the month uh, when they are going to have in Nashville SummerSlam and the big main event. And we've talked about it millions of times. We're all, we are tired of seeing the same match between yep. Brock and Roman Reigns, but this one oh, yeah. is going to be a last man standing. They say the last time they're going to wrestle, and I don't believe it. <laughs> no, they'll keep they'll keep wrestling until one of them can't stand up anymore, basically. Yeah, but uh, they keep milking this match like we've never seen it before. And I mean, let's go back. Oh, all the turnbuckle trash heads, go back and see how many times Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar have fought for either. The universal title or the world title? Yeah. Count, count them up. Count them up. I can picture maybe 13, 14 times. I don't know if it's that many, but yeah. it seems like it. Yeah, it's been it's been quite a few. I think it's uh, slightly below 10, but mm-hmm. still. Uh, uh, the, the thing is, it just hasn't, to me, Brock Lesnar. Has not yep. been used properly. I mean, they 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 have him being this you know this badass and he can kick everybody, but he is more of a wrestler than what they have let him be over the past several years. That's I a, yep. I, I respect Brock Lesnar's wrestling ability more mm-hmm. than just an F five and a couple of German suplexes. You know, I well, mean, I mean, he can yep. move in the mm-hmm. ring. He's very athletic. But that's about all they have let him do over the last few years. And that's that's neither here nor there. We'll watch the match. Hopefully it's going to be pretty good. And then the, th- the theory, <laughs> notice I said that the theory, and I'm using air quotations now because mm-hmm. the theory is that the money the bank contract holder theory will come out and uh, try to win the belt after this match, whoever wins between Brock and and Roman Reigns. That's well, a mistake. Yeah, I that think kid so too, has yeah. that kid has more charisma than a damn potato chip. Excuse my language. I mean, I don't like him. Nobody likes him. He's supposed to be the next John Cena, but I don't see him as a champion. I don't see him. You know, okay, you're you're the Mister Money in the Bank, but guys, don't put the belt on this kid. He's not ready yet. He he can't cut a good promo. Yeah. He's good in the ring a little bit, but he's not ready to be a champion. No. Uh-uh. And, you know, it might be just a youth movement if they do it, but still, it's, he's not going to hold it very long. I know that. But let, let's talk no. about last, last man standing matches, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, the last man standing match, the last one, or as we like to say, the last last man standing match we watch had Roman Reigns in it against yep. Kevin Owens. You remember this a That's few true. years back? Oh, yeah. They had that spot when they were behind the stage, and Kevin Owens handcuffed uh, Roman Reigns to some scaffolding. And Mm -hmm. then Paul Heyman comes out and he has the key, and they couldn't get the key to lock the the handcuff. And the referee had to stop his count at eight for another Mm. 15 or 20 seconds till they got this thing done. Oh, that was the. I mean, I know it's live and things happen live, but they they didn't play it up the way I would have played it up. I mean, if I'd have been Kevin Owens, 
in his camp. I'd have played that up forever and, you know, maybe had that official uh, suspended for a while or say he was paid off. You know, I'd have done something different with it as far as the, the final outcome. But I just remember watching that. And I remember Roman handcuffed. And he couldn't get up because Kevin had been beaten on him and he was supposed to be able to get up to his feet. But he was so low that he couldn't get his feet underneath him. And Paul was trying. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was hilarious. Just hilarious. Oh, I was sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, Last Man Standing is supposed to be this brutal match to where everybody wonders who's going to be the the last one to get this. But it, it's been it's just been a snooze fest basically, and let's hope that this Last Man Standing match works. But I think you're right. I think we're going to have a cash in and money at the bank. Whoever wins, which we know it, it's probably going to be Roman. It's not going to be Brock. And then Austin, if he does win the belts. I will be totally shocked, but really I'm not going to be yeah. because I could see the WWE doing this. It's time for Roman to, 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 to be dethroned. I think it is. He's had, he's had it long enough. He's been on the top of the mountain. He's done things. And I think Roman, it's time for you to, you know, re, you know, just go away for a little while and then come back, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. SummerSlam. I can't believe is going to be in Nashville. I mean, I think this is the first time the WWE has ever done anything in Nashville before, yeah. and a big pro- and a big one, you know, like SummerSlam. Right. And uh, then, so the, let's see how they do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the WWE, by the way, is coming to Salt Lake City in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be yeah. uh, uh, SmackDown. It's going to be on Friday night. SmackDown's going to be in town, and that is the same weekend of something they call uh, Fan X. Fan X is like mm. a Comic Con. And already yeah. announced to be at Fan X is Kevin Nash and Jerry mm. the King Lawler uh, will nice. both be, be there. And I'm not 100% sure, but I think DCW will have their wrestling ring set up again uh, at Fan X. I, I, I don't quote me on that one because I haven't confirmed it with Manny or, uh, or Andrew or whoever. I uh, haven't mm-hmm. confirmed that yet. And we're going to talk more about DCW in just a little bit, but there's a big pay-per-view coming up this weekend uh, for ring of honor. And the ring of honor is kind of um, in limbo, but they're not in limbo because a lot of the same wrestlers wrestle on AEW. They have their own Mm -hmm. title belts and they're going to have their death before dishonor coming up this weekend. And man, there are some really top notch matches that if I was a rich man, I would be watching this weekend, but I can't afford to be buying all these pay-per-views, man. I just can't. Uh, yeah, no, they're just they're too expensive. They're too much. And if, if Ring of Honor, I hope they do a very good job this time. But we, we shall see what happens with Ring of Honor. Dem Boys against FT, uh, FTR. It should be another uh, knockdown, dragout, great match. I see FTR losing to the Briscoes. Um, so we'll see what goes on. I hope Ring of Honor does real well. I hope all everybody does. I yeah. mean, but everybody's such a there's such fanboys on so many things. Yes, but but it's, it's okay though. I mean, at but, least at least we're getting go right ahead. What you get? Well, I was just yep, going to say, listen to some of these matches. You've got mm-hmm. Jonathan Grisham, who's yep. the champion right now of the ROH, against Claudio Castanola. I hope I got that last name right. The former mm-hmm. Cesaro, 
two yeah. pros going at it, two very, very talented performers. Then, like mm-hmm. you said, the Briscoes and FTR. Uh, yep. Man, what can you say? I love the Briscoes. And oh, I'm yeah. hoping that AEW is going to find a way to bring them to television. I understand all the political aspects, and, and people are all upset about some of the politics of uh, the guys from the Briscoes. But you know what? They're entertainers. If we can watch The View and not go crazy, mm-hmm. we can have the Briscoes, oh, yeah. okay? Whoopi Goldberg yeah. can kiss my fat you-know-what. You know, sure. <laughs> honestly, I can't stand that woman or Joy Bayar. And they're on nation. They're on the you know big big time program. We can we can take the Briscoes to be entertained every once in a while because we enjoy their entertainment. We don't have to like their politics. We can enjoy their entertainment. Also, get me off my soapbox. Women's uh, championship match. Mercedes Martinez, a great wrestler. She is so mm-hmm. good against Serena Deeb. Have you watched Serena mm. Deeb as of late? She's Remember? good. Oh, she is dang. She was part of the, uh, what was it, the society with the CM Punk? When yes. She was the one oh, that yeah. had her hair uh, all shaved it was off. all shaved off, yeah. yes. And mm-hmm. she is so good. Uh, I really like watching her. And then uh, Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia are going to be in there. Mm-hmm. And then they're oh, going to yeah. have a tag team called The Righteous against Dalton Castle and the boys. That should yep. be a barn burner. And then oh, Willow Nightingale, who performs a lot on uh, – AEW against Allison K. That's part of their pre-show. That that's a good pay-per-view for me. I would love to see it. Oh yeah. Don't think I it's can afford it, but I would I would love to see it. it really would. So. Oh, it's a great it, it's a great pay-per-view. I mean, it's just the pay-per-views are just too dang much. I yeah, mean, it just it, gets it costs too, much. too dang. It, it gets too much. I mean, one after the other after the other. No thanks. But uh, I'll see the highlights on YouTube, or I'll see the highlights in on uh, you know, on. On Facebook, I'll see yeah. him. Yeah, and that—that's so. what—that's the way I'm going to watch that one. I and I'll watch the highlights when they do the Ric Flair thing. I just can't afford. Yeah. You know, I'm a retired dude, and you know, uh, mm-hmm. I worked in radio, so I never made any money. Uh, and, and people who work in the radio understand what I'm saying there. But anyway, that—that's going on this weekend. Then just a couple more items, real quick. Zoe Stark, who I saw wrestle in Salt Lake City years and years ago, made her return to NXT this past week. And she is now mm-hmm. the number one contender for Mandy Rose Women's Championship. Zoe Stark, very good performer, a lot in the West, and she's you know she's wrestled in Vegas, wrestled in Salt Lake City, and also on Championship Wrestling from from Hollywood. Uh, she's a, she's a very good performer, and wish her well. She's just coming back from a bad knee injury. Then I want to get your opinion on some of these. I have some good news. A guest that we had on with us. Uh, in an earlier podcast, William Cutting, Bonesaw mm-hmm. in DCW, yes. has mm-hmm. just announced he has been cleared to wrestle again. He had a very serious neck injury, but he had surgery. He's done everything the doctors have asked him to do, and he is clear to be back in the ring again. Bonesaw, man, I'm so happy for you. I am so happy. A really nice young man and a big fan of our podcast, too, so. Uh, William Cutting, congratulations. And Every time I hear that name, Bonesaw, I'm thinking of Spider-Man. Yeah, Bonesaw with the yeah, good old yeah, Randy Savage. Show, Ram, yeah, Bonesaw. So, yeah. um, congratulations, man. You deserve it. Go back into the ring and do what you love to do best. Yeah. Congratulations. And, you know, when you're talking about some of these indie promotions, and you're talking some of the smaller promotions, 
wherever mm-hmm. they're at, these are guys that, you know, of course they want to dream that they're going to make it into the big leagues someday. Mm-hmm. But most of them just like to perform and they like to entertain. I think you and I have talked about it before. Oh, yeah. Once you have been an entertainer and you've had um, any kind of success, whether it's a small crowd or a huge crowd, mm-hmm. you you get excited about being in front of people of again. Of course. Oh, so, of course, yes. You know, my hat's off to anybody that's been in the ring or performed in anything because it takes a certain amount of guts. And when you're talking wrestling, you also have that big chance of, of getting an injury like William Cutting did. So, wow, that's mm. just really cool. And then Rekha Dahaka, uh, of mm-hmm. course, she's been a lot on uh, uh, some of the, the programming uh, for uh, championship wrestling uh, from Atlanta, from I think I don't know if she's been on Memphis, but she's done a lot of that, and she's also going to be part of the Women of Wrestling, which is also a wrestling program uh, that is on um, Access hmm. TV. Oh, okay. And, and she's well. she's going to be one of their stars. Uh, just a wonderful performer. If you ever get to see her perform, she's hmm. really good. And then Manny Lemons has been performing all over the country. He's been yes. back east, back south, back west, and he's also the promoter for DCW. Manny got in touch with me the other day because we we're friends, and uh, he announced that on December the 3rd, that mm-hmm. is going to be DCW's fourth anniversary show. Yes. So mm-hmm. far, he's announced two special guests, and mm-hmm. and I just want to get your opinion on both of these guests, and you can be honest as you can be, you know. First guest they well, announced. <laughs> be, 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 hold on just a second, Chris. I know you're going to go off on one of them. Uh, go ahead. Diamond Dallas Page will be uh, coming up on December the 3rd. I can't yeah, wait till well, the other one comes. What about DDP? Bang! Bang, yeah. That's what happens. Uh, that's what needs to happen to the second guest that's coming is Bang. <laughs> I I just I, you know what congratulations to DCW you've got a hell of, heck of a wrestler coming that can you know brings the experience to these guys and it's so nice to see these guys these experts and these big names come to these little venues and show their presence but the second one they're bringing in of all the people Eric Bischoff I knew you uh, I can Jesus. read you like a book, brother. <laughs> yeah. Eric Bischoff. Of all the people, why don't you just go ahead and set the place on fire? But you know what? Look, Eric has been very successful with everything he's ever done. I give the man credit. But Eric couldn't book Lassie in a pet shop. No. <laughs> no. DCW, DCW, what is wrong with you? That is ridiculous. I don't, I don't have Go a ahead. problem with Eric Bischoff coming. I'm not the biggest Eric Bischoff fan by any means, but I mean, he was the one that came up with the NWO, brother. Yeah, he came up with the NWO when when Eric Bischoff went over to Japan and saw a faction of like this and he brought it in and guess what eric you took it off and it was burning like wildfire you beat the wwe just for a little bit and then all of a sudden went down but there were a lot of things going on there 
behind the scenes. You got, I mean, not when there, it wasn't all Eric Bischoff's fault. No, it wasn't. I no, think it even was, it, Vince Russo would say that. No, it was not all Vince. It was not all Vince. Uh, it was not all Eric's fault. No, it was, a, it had to do with the egomaniac of Hulk Hogan. That was part it of had it. to do with, it had to do with the egomaniac of Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. And it had to do with wrestlers that wanted the, their spotlight back and they couldn't do it. And that's the downfall of WCW. And guys, if you watch A&E and watching the biographies on some of these people, got, watch The Undertaker's one. That yeah. was perfect. It I was, loved it. It was good. It was good. But guys, you, DCW, I'm proud of you. You're all are doing. We thought that DCW would, you know, would take off like wildfire. And it has. It's, it's done brought really some well. great wrestlers. I mean, they've, they've had their duct tape champion. Uh, so, I mean, they've had a lot of things and it, it's been great and I'm glad, but next time, I mean, the first time, remember who they brought the first time that I just shook my head and I just wanted to bang my head against the wall was Vince when they Russo. brought Vince Russo. I'm like, are you kidding? Now they're bringing the antichrist into this mix, but that's great. I'm glad that now Eric would you be happy if they in. brought in Jim Cornette? Uh, I no, know because you're a, no, be, no, because I, I know Jim Cornette would never be caught dead at DCW, but he might be. I mean, if he's coinced to it, but guess what? I would be happy, but then again, Jim Cornette has said some stupid stuff in his time, and he would give his opinion, and they would boot his ass out more than likely. Well, you know, the bigger because, thing, and, and I met Vince Russo when he came in, and I was impressed yeah. with the man. I had, I had a... a an impression of Vince Russo that I think a lot of people do, but after mm-hmm. talking to him and after talking to, uh, especially Tombstone Jesus and Andrew Sowell mm-hmm. and some of the other wrestlers that had met Vince and talked to him and they had yeah. done some stuff that was just very creative and very well done. That uh-huh. my opinion of Vince Russo has changed quite a bit. I'm hoping the same way with Eric Bischoff. I'm I'm keeping an open mind. But when I lost it all with Jim Cornette was right after they announced that Vince Russo was going to be coming. And Vince Russo tried to put Devotion Championship Wrestling in with kind of saying that, oh, it's Salt Lake City, Devotion. It has something to do with what a lot of people call the Mormon Church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mm -hmm. Absolutely moronic statement. Jim, if this gets back to you, that was a moronic statement, but I don't know if you have ever taken it back because Devotion Championship Wrestling has in no way anything to do with those who practice the faith, and I am one of them. Mm-hmm. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm proud of it, and mm-hmm. uh, I know you're not because, you, you know, and that's fine. But to make that statement trying to tie in a church organization with this religious and the wrestling organization was a moronic statement that absolutely, that was about the time I stopped listening to Jim because I used to listen to his podcast every week and I lost a lot of respect for him then. I still think, and I'll say this once again, a brilliant mind, a funny, funny man. Mm -hmm. But I mean, he uses the language too much too, but I just my respect for him went down several notches because 
He spoke when he had no knowledge. And like I said, if he's apologized, I have no knowledge of that. And if he has apologized for his statement, I would wholeheartedly accept it. But I lost a lot of respect for him at that time. But I still am a fan. He's he's an atheist. He's proudly said he's an atheist, and that's just how how he is. And Jim has said some stupid stuff in his time. We'll always uh, know that Jim always – he talks first, but his brain doesn't kick in later. And then that's just the way it is. That's all it is. But uh, with Jim, I don't know. I haven't really listened to him in a while. The only thing I've been catching up with him is with AEW and see what he's been saying. Yeah, about pockets. Other than that, (laughs) yeah. Other than that, I just really haven't paid any attention to him. Uh, But like I said, A&E has been putting on those biographies, and they've been really good. The Undertaker was real good. I didn't get to see much of it, but... Uh, where I work at the jail, there's one of the cells that I have a lot of guys into it, and they were watching this, and a lot of people were talking, and I said, well, if you could have seen Mark Calloway as he was in Memphis, Tennessee, uh-huh. you would be kind of shocked, and they all looked at me. I said, he's had more names than just The Undertaker. Oh, yeah. So, come on. Texas Red, Master of Pain, pain. oh yeah. Yeah, and they talk a lot about that at the beginning of that uh, that program. And they recently Mm -hmm. just uh, did one with uh, Bill Goldberg that was very interesting. Their latest one is going to be the the Twins, the Bella Twins. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure whether I'm going to enjoy that one or not because I never was a big fan. But I'll still watch it. But, you know, professional wrestling has its ups and downs like any form of entertainment. Of and course. that's what I want people to understand. It, it's not for everyone. Nope. It, if you are a fan, you're a fan. If you're not a fan, no big deal. Because mm-hmm. if I ever, and I've said it more than once, if I ever have to sit through another episode of Survivor, just mm-hmm. bury me right now. And yeah, you know, the mass singer, I can never think of anything more moronic. But if yeah. you enjoy it, that's cool. You know, it doesn't oh, make yeah. make mm-hmm. any doesn't it doesn't bother me. I just it's just not my cup of tea. So, well, yeah, well, we've had a good time. We've done everything we could think of, guys. Just watch all the wrestling you can. If you all have any updates on something, put it on the Facebook page. Tag Uncle David. Tag me in something, and tell us what you think of what's going down. Yeah. But uh, just just put everything that you want on there, but make sure that you check your sources first before you post anything. I've made that mistake before. Yes, you have. (laughs) And I have made that mistake a couple of times, and I have done it, but I take it down because if it's not right, I get told. And that's a good thing because we don't want to put anything on here that's false. Yeah, the the, the big thing is, yeah, if you hear something, you if you think it's not quite right, check it with Mm -hmm. at least one more source, you know. Of course. There are so many people on the Internet that just – that are trolls, you know, and I call out trolls all the time on on different Facebook pages. And well, the one know, the one that I the the one that I saw that I'm having problems with is Big E may announce his retirement because uh, his neck injury is not doing too well. I don't really know. Do we have any update on Big E? The last thing I read about Big E and it, it had a quote from him that he said his retirement his uh, his injury is taking a little bit longer to heal. He'd be out about another year, but is expected to take a full reti- uh, full year off more 
and then be back in the ring. And we wish him the best. And yesterday, Bailey might yesterday. be returning soon too. So, oh wow, yeah. Hmm. Let's hope so. Yeah. Okay. Let us hope so. Been a great show. All right. Yes, it has been. Okay. I hope we do that. We can do this again. And Zane, if you ever listen, if you're hearing us, we we need to bring the triple threat back. Let's see if we can get you back on, brother. Brother. We okay. Need well, thanks, Chris. All Have right. a great weekend. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. <laughs> Wrestling was an essential service. Yes! 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 Pro yes! wrestling from a fan's yes! perspective. Correct! The thoughts and opinions heard on the proceeding program are not necessarily those of an intelligent human being. Well, if you want a rematch, you are getting one. <laughs> this is Turnbuckle Trash. I am busier than... A termite and a sawmill, man. No, I have no idea about your business, dude. (laughs) Paris, Tennessee got cable before Memphis did, and you got Atlanta Wrestling, Georgia Championship Wrestling. I used to be so jealous of that until I oh, moved yeah. there. Right? So was, <laughs> when I moved there, I was in I was in, in wrestling heaven. I'll tell you that. Count count them up, count them up. You know that's the that's the only reason why I noticed the I'm Kidding. <laughs> As he says, he's outlandish. Oh, dude, for sure. That kid has more charisma than a damn potato chip. <laughs> and I'm Don't like, why do I watch this? Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, injuries happen, and then actually trying to make a living. <laughs> Why don't you just go ahead and set the place on fire? They say in the business, a buttload old cash, you know? Oh, how did you manage that? Because I didn't get anything like that. Cool. Yeah. You, you know you're old when Lawler comes out, when my son stands up and says, there's the guy in my video game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see boring same old by Facebook, you know, and I'm talking wrestling here, you know, and that's the only thing I can put it up to, you know, or as we like to say, the last, last man standing match we watch is going to be a last man standing, they say, the last time they're going to wrestle, and I don't believe it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Tell me about it. Uh-huh. I know it was you. <laughs> Sometimes me and my friends swear on the playground. <laughs> it's fantastic, but like I said, I'm just lazy. Well, golly, gee willikers. I mean, Donald Trump, Vince McMahon, 2024 ticket. Oh, yeah. I'm just an idiot, so. We can watch The View and not go crazy. We can have the Briscoes, okay? It's just the pay-per-views are just too dang much. Absolutely moronic statement. Of all the people, Eric Bischoff. I knew you. I can read you like a book, brother. Yeah. Do an interview. We'll put it on Turnbuckle Trash. You can be our streamer. Hey, that'd be great. It doesn't that pay. That would be great. It doesn't pay anything. It's just like radio. It doesn't pay. Oh, anything. okay. Well, that that's the perfect job for me. I'm used to that. Yeah. Yeah. You, if I ever have to sit through another episode of Survivor, just mm-hmm. bury me right now. Sometimes me and my friends swear on the playground. <laughs>